Come on, Ryan. It's time for podcast. Get your shoes on. Come on. Go on. Now time for stuff. Come on. How many people are watching this right now? I'm going to check the stats. 134. Oh, let's, let's not. Yes, 134. Oh, let's let's make that 140. You know let's let's yeah, you, look, you, the Ryan Shroud effect. He's here. You founder you of predicted this, 134. This podcast. Yep. If we, we can get it. 150, I'll go topless. Oh, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> All right, that's dangerous. <laughs> Brett, we'll get some more sternly worded emails. Worded and emails it instantly drops to 110. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it, it, it dropped to, 10, to, 1, and it it's dropped really to 131 disturbing. after you said that, Josh. Okay. That's fine. Right, exactly. <laughs> Nobody. I get the letters that are the equivalent of the internet neighbor saying, cut it out. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the PC Perspective Podcast. We've reached episode 747. So it's November 1. It's a new month already. 2023. I'm Sebastian P. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrus. I'm Brett Van Spruenberg. I'm Ryan Shrout. I know how to Ooh. podcast still. Yeah, yeah, he does. I, <laughs> I, I can do it. Hi, everybody. He doesn't have the, the high LPR 40 in front of him anymore. But. I don't. I don't. You know, I, uh, I, I've still got to go through some storage and see, see what other stuff I could find. I had to, had to make a Best Buy run last week and find like a microphone that wasn't a headset for Teams meetings quality venture so mm. yeah so what do you guys what do you guys been doing for the last five years this basically <laughs> uh, we haven't stopped for some reason kind of okay. decomposing a bit mm-hmm. slowly yeah hopefully slowly yeah. i guess yeah shorter and wider I feel that. slowly just being dynamic people parts. we have a lot of energy <laughs> and we you know, we're we're up late on a Wednesday night. So we're like, hey, let's just do the podcast so we get to like. A I thousand. told, I told, I told Kelly. I was like, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on the podcast tonight, the PC per podcast. I was like, don't you remember Wednesdays at 10 p.m. for most of every day <laughs> you've ever known, every week you've ever known me for my entire yeah. life until the last five years. She kind of rolled her eyes and put the kids to bed, and here I am. <laughs> Yeah, at least you're not doing it under protest, I guess. Correct. Correct. Mm. Yes. Right. Uh, so what do you do your Wednesday nights? Wow. You know, um, it's got to uh, be weird. I, if I weren't, well, for the first little bit, it was very weird, actually. Uh, now I just kind of, I don't know, drink a beer and watch basketball or something. I, you know. Uh, okay. Let's mm-hmm. show off. Like we'd That's be doing Fair. Fair. I could take a week off, but no, it's not the way it works. Yeah, no. All right. Uh, <laughs> you can support PC Perspective and everything you should. You here. You uh, should but, support PC yes, Perspective. Give us money. Mm-hmm, Go to mm-hmm. patreon.com slash PC Per. That's P C P E R. I'm not going to tell you how to spell Patreon. Google it. It doesn't have to be a lot. It could be. It could be a little. But if a lot of people do it, it becomes a lot. Hey, if a million people give us a dollar, that's a correct. Dollars. That's the math crazy. I can do in my head. Special shout out to Pete, a great guy, if he does say so himself, and Keish STI. Now, be- before we leave Pete behind, okay. Pete actually did hit the level of special message from Josh. Oh, but I did okay. not okay. pre-warn Josh that this oh. was coming. So I'm going to shelve that, and we're going to come in next week. I like putting people on the Josh spot. Is- Nah. What okay. was his again. name again? What, what was his name again? It's Pete. Pete. A, great a great guy. guy. A great guy. 
<sighs> Pete. I'm, I'm <laughs> assuming that's short for Peter, unless I'm not going to go there. Peter O'Toole. That was almost two things that's the same. I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's not in a good place. But we appreciate you, Pete. No matter what kids called you in middle school. Well said. He calls himself a great guy now, so he's making up for it. It's positive affirmation. Well, he just says it every it day. It's, it's, a, it's, an an it's an I'm a great guy. It is. I am a great People guy. People love me. Guy. I'm a strong <laughs> People like me. We need to get down to business. We are. Number we one are segment of Sorry. the week, as all devoted podcast listeners know, is actually Josh. Please tell us mm-hmm. about food that you ate recently. Oh, well. Highest rated, you know what? Highest rated um, segment. I've been I've been waiting waiting for a new special and it was the uh, it was the 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 green chili mac and cheese again and I just didn't I couldn't I don't like mac and cheese that much hmm. I just don't I mean I struggled through the the Nashville hot mac and cheese but that was a special so I had to get the naughty and the naughty came out fantastic today so it's the uh, it's it's the the dual quarter pound patties uh, perfectly mm-hmm. done. I substituted cheddar for American because it's supposed to be American, but I'm just not a big American cheese fan. I mean, sure, it melts fine. But oh, I like even more now, cheddar. Josh. Yeah, and then uh, it's got a uh, sriracha uh, ketchup with bacon and fresh cut jalapenos. Hmm. So it's it's got a nice little kick to it. The cheese was perfect. Um, the fries came out nicely as well. <laughs> And those those, you know, those jalapenos, they just is, yeah. they just is uh, this a thumbprint in the bun, Josh? Yes, probably <laughs> because you know what they were wrapped it. up. You're like, no, no, I gotta take a picture first. Yeah, no. <laughs> what about the fries? Fries were good. Yeah, okay. they were they were nicely done. I don't know what they fry it in. I mean, oil probably. You could well, obviously, yeah, but I, I think <laughs> yeah, they they fry it in peanut uh, oil. The same stuff as they do the uh, chicken wings, and so they've got an interesting flavor to them that, hmm. like McDonald's fries, do not. I, I I probably prefer to have, you know, slightly thicker McDonald's fries than these ones, but they're still pretty good. McDonald's fries are uh, significantly underrated, in my view. Continuously, yeah, they they yeah. are quite good. Let's move to the PC Perspective News Desk, and our top story is not Intel Arc news. For some reason, I, ah, is there any? Because it's just a placeholder that we're always supposed to yeah. go there first. Yeah. Instead, it. what's I'm sorry, what's Arc? It's this. Uh, it's like the third. This wheel upstart company GPU is trying industry. to muscle into the GPU oh, business. Oh, it's like a skunk. It's like a bunch of Intel i740s all put together. Oh, they taped them together. I see. Wait, yeah. was that Larrabee? But no, that's different. Smaller, smaller, little. They're very little. Intel doesn't it's definitely anything. not the cell architecture, though. No, AMD glues. Intel uses okay. industry-leading okay. packaging technology. Yes. Arc, they use a, like Noah's Ark. Pass-through, yeah. pass via pass-throughs. It's new tech. People, they'll, via? They'll, yeah, I can get behind Via Technologies has been around forever. They're still yeah. around. Yeah. I actually yeah. just saw, I saw, a post, I saw a post from Richard Brown uh, just yesterday, Josh. Oh, really? Oh, uh, I haven't seen. Yeah, I, I, I follow him on Twitter as well. <laughs> I, I see a few things from him now and then. But we're going to talk about new and emerging technology. Well, kind of. We're going to talk about... Exciting. November 2022's announced 
CPU cores, which are now part of the Snapdragon X Elite product, which is being showcased in uh, October of 2023, to be shipped mid next year, mind you. So there will be product from various vendors. Now, Anon Tech, Ryan Smith reporting, uh, was one of those people. And I've been in a room like this. You, I'm sure Ryan has as well. You, you go and you sit uh, with other media types and you have engineers around you and there's engineering samples. In this case here, you see these lovely red laptops. Only this time it's kind of the white glove treatment. They were actually running the benchmarks for the media. Media was not allowed to uh, go hands-on. <laughs> no self-serve. It's just full service. Which is the way it you should can, be. I mean, you get you to consider the gas that white glove. It's like oh, pumping gas in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So Snapdragon X Elite. We saw the performance claims when they were announcing the product. Now media got their uh, hands on some. Well, kind of got their hands on some machines. And as you can see here, the Geekbench Windows scores. They give you an expected range of single and multi-thread. So those are a little bit lower than the scores they were showing initially because they were running previously on a custom Linux kernel, very highly optimized, which is kind of the way it should be. If you think about it, Apple has this custom kernel, custom ARM. Everything. Product. But the way, the way I was, it was described to me really is that the Linux testing was meant to compare like core performance versus core performance um, kind of at the lowest level possible. And then the Windows data that they gave was really to compare against AMD and Intel at a platform level. That's why I think I think if you look at it, um, the Linux data was all single core. If, I think that's right. Um, and then all the multi-core and other benchmarks were were Windows. Okay, I, I knew they did that. I knew they did Windows for efficiency testing, but of course, everything in here in this article from Ryan Smith is all Windows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I'm curious about the Windows build. Is this the 23H2? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a a forward, yeah, uh, version of that. Right, that is more architecture aware and, and everything like that. Like, uh, I don't know anything about. It. They didn't go into much detail in the architecture and all uh, everything. So, but I'm sure it's different than other other CPUs. So they've got to they got to have a custom design for for that. But so. not like they did with the original Surface, because uh, that you, was just the winner. No, no, I mean no, that was it, just horrendous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're still, would you say, especially six months out, eight months out or something like That's that. That's what they're from, saying, yeah, right? And there, there's a, a story I linked to, I'll show next, about partners. Apparently, there's a bunch of partners on board jumping on the ARM bandwagon. So that, that does sound oh, like yeah. Microsoft has, there's some momentum behind this this time. But uh, one interesting aspect, by the way, of the specs, since it's up on the screen, I don't hear a lot of people talking about the RAM that was used. They're using LPDDR5X 8533. Yeah, I mean, nothing else ships with memory that fast today, right? So I, I assume this is, yeah. again, kind of a leading technology that they expect to be more widely available and probably lower cost in, uh, in that time frame. And 80 watts for that TDP. Although, yeah. doesn't seem to scale. Like, the some of the numbers from the lower wattage part were very close. So linear. Well, I've kind of noticed that 
from i mean that's that's kind of been true forever it's why amd and intel all had you know adams and uh the jaguar cores because you design it for that efficiency and then you would apply you know more power to it and it eventually gets to a spot where it just doesn't get any faster so yeah and those those tdps by the way are whole platform not just soc right and and so you got to think of you know there's a CPU only workload. You got to assume they were, you know, you got to plan for some CPU, some GPU, some MPU workloads, all, you know, kind of encompassing that. Doesn't surprise me too much that it doesn't, doesn't scale tremendously in everything. I just think it's interesting that it does scale at all, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. uh, all the Windows on ARM or Windows on Snapdragon stuff previously was, you know, there was no differentiation between platforms and designs and thermals and, clock speeds and anything like that. So it's definitely a different, different world this time. And it should work better for Microsoft than it did the first time they tried to uh, standardize everything across all of their stuff. I hope. I mean, that's the hope, right? Um, A lot of that work falls on Microsoft. So we'll see. Oh boy. They've got resources. Well, then why am I beta testing Intune and Teams for them? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, as somebody pointed out in the chat, you, they can also emulate x86 on ARM reasonably well. Yeah. No, Apple does a reasonably good job of that themselves, don't they? They right. do. Indeed. Indeed. Rosetta? They do. Two. Is that what it's called? Well, I mean, it's been mm-hmm. 20 years mm-hmm. since Transmeta came out with their technology. I mean, you got to think this software has improved dramatically over the years. Oh, I remember Transmeta. In the, uh, my, my, my thought on this stuff was really like um, the first wave of these windows on Snapdragon devices were really, really interesting. They weren't great, but they were super interesting and they had some key like advantages. The, the battery life was amazing on them. And um, I really liked that, every device had 4G connections on it if you wanted to, to, to integrate them. But they had performance problems, right? This is meant to address the performance problems. Um, you know, they've got a long way to, to go to prove that out beyond the seven benchmarks that they, that they showed everybody. But, um, you know, uh, I, I got to imagine, I don't know, Josh, were you surprised to see the performance of these Orion cores? Huh? No, just because I mean the the Cairo stuff that uh, Qualcomm has been designing kind of on their own. They're always a step above uh, what was kind of more. Uh, I think there's a wild animal in Jeremy's room. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, um, the the Cairo stuff was. Uh, I think it was it was Cairo, right? Uh, yeah, their, Cryo their own Cairo. I don't know what Cairo. I, anyway, one of those Cryo. I I don't know. But uh, yeah, they were always faster than the licensed uh, kind of full designs from from ARM. So they had the Cortex A9, and and Qualcomm had their own, and there was you know a fifteen to twenty percent difference in in overall performance. And uh, you know, I, I was going a little bit back and forth with you on Twitter, and, and something that you know I've been thinking about when ARM makes these designs, they kind of you know make a little bit of the the lego type you can add x amount of cores here and you can have this flexibility and and sometimes the cost of that flexibility is increased latency and it's just not stuff isn't as tightly coupled 
as a you know singular type design that Intel would do or AMD. And it, it kind of seems like uh, Qualcomm, you know, threw a bunch of that kind of stuff away and made a more focused design. So uh, that that performance really seems like it's there because anything you know it kills performance in a CPU is is internal latency. And when you have a more generalized framework, uh, it's what the C6 and I can't remember all of the acronyms that they have for that stuff. The more general you make it, the the slower it kind of is because it's just not optimized for for you know a specific workload. It's it's optimized for flexibility. And uh, so it's it's kind of nice to uh, yeah see that it's it looks to be a well performing part and uh, can't wait to eventually get hands on it and, and see where this it goes. This is what they spent. What they spent two billion dollars for Nuvia, something like that, right? Sounds yeah. Because right. I mean, Apple spent how much for PA Semi, oh. and they've been making very very it, focused parts. This is very big act. Acquisition at the time, yeah. I remember that. That was impressive. I think they got their money's worth. They they certainly did. It's interesting to me that they went with the twelve performance cores. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when you're dealing with any kind of compiler and uh, you know low level kernel stuff, uh, routing. I mean, Big Little is you know in the Linux and Android space, uh, and now does Apple Apple has efficiency cores as well, correct? Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, they do. I mean, that's it's still it's still you know it's better than it was, but it's a reason why you know AMD's cores kind of do really well in most things because it doesn't have to shift around uh, performance, and you've got cache locality and all this other stuff that that um, you don't have to worry you you don't have to worry about when when you have homogenous type cores and mm-hmm. similar cache sizes across the entire chip. So one of the biggest hurdles obviously is adoption. It doesn't matter if you have a great platform, if you don't have any vendors supplying laptops with your SOC, but according to this PC world article, nine PC makers have identified themselves as partners for the Snapdragon X elite. So this begs the question also, can anybody ship Anything but a Qualcomm SOC with Windows on ARM. There was uh, a couple years ago. There was a story. The, an- the answer is uh, that is no. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. The, when the, the way I, I don't know this for sure, but I assume that the the discussion had to have been, um, you know, Microsoft wants some silicon diversity in their mm-hmm. uh, landscape. Qualcomm raises their hand and says, "We can we can help that." But if we're going to invest billions of dollars in R&D, uh, you've got to make sure that we have some window of time to ramp up. Now, yeah. they launched in 2016. Is yeah. that right? 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the very first, you know, I think of Snapdragon 835 at the time on Windows. And let's be very honest, like they have 0% market share. So they've kind of wasted six years. Uh, of whatever this window is, so I think I think I'm I think I've been told like it goes to 20, 2025 to or through twenty twenty five that they have this exclusive um, to to build ARM based SOCs for Windows. After that, I don't know what happens. I don't know if they can renew it if other people come into the fold, um, but they kind of have to get this right this generation. Well. Let's not bring up x86 licensing as an example of what could happen. 
Yeah. I don't know what could happen. It was all Windows RT fault. That's all yep. it is, Windows RT. It was the Windows XP 64 of its time. Or dare I say the mm. Windows ME. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, I thought XP 64 was good. Yeah, you can't, you can't it was, really insult okay, Windows XP ME, 64. but you just did. You just managed to insult Windows ME. Because <laughs> I supported a couple of those surfaces in a corporate environment, and one thing they couldn't run was Microsoft products. <laughs> yeah, RT was challenging because of just its own lack of internal was... support. They killed it themselves. A, there's a different word. I'm not going to use it, but yeah. yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. I, I think, but I think, I think to your story, um, the, the partner support is super important. Um, you know, you've got to have some design wins. You've got to have some OEMs and, and partners that are willing to go take it, take it out to the world. You got to have the best buys, Costco's of the world willing to put it on shelves to sell it. Um, so that's, that's going to be super critical for them. Um, I think the eight CX gen two, there's only one laptop that has that chipset. I think it's a Lenovo machine. It's hard to get any traction. If you've got one machine that's only available on Lenovo.com, it doesn't sell in retail, it doesn't sell to, to mainstream consumers. So they have to get past that for sure. And there were, you know, there were a lot of, CEO or you know executive vice president video walk-ons during that presentation that I think give me some hope that they'll have that that uh, support this time. I don't know. If they, Microsoft could just say, you know what, we're just going all arm like Apple. We're gonna be on a unified platform. There's, and we're gonna have there's something we're gonna, to be we're said about garden. instruction. Yeah. An instruction set where they're all the same size. It makes decoding so much more. Cheating quick. You've talked about this before, Brett. It's can you please, cheating. for the layperson, can you just explain in a few words how it is that ARM64 is so efficient and why you can get great performance from what the inst- would the inst- almost be deemed the a instruction, mobile part? The instruction part that I've talked about before has to do with the low-level computing engine of the CPU that's actually executing the instructions. Move, copy, manipulate memory, fetch, load, all of the very low-level instructions. Unfortunately, Intel has been had to carry this different multi, multiple-sized instructions for its entire life. So the instruction decoder, as it's running a program, has to decide the length of the instruction. And it takes very small amount of time, but it adds up as the billions and billions of instructions are executed to figure out how to load lines and how to keep them properly loaded and executing at the highest speed. ARM doesn't necessarily suffer from that because all the instructions are the same size. So decoding and actually executing these seemingly low-level instructions, such as fetch, load, store, multiply, add, very low-level instructions are, are actually faster on the ARM chip than other and Intel chips in this respect, simply because they're quicker to decode and execute. So it's fairly simple when you, <laughs> once you understand it. So there's a shorter pipeline in the architecture as well as just like- a- It's easier to load the pipelines because the instructions are all the same size. Hmm. But, but, you know, with uh, complex instructions though, I mean, you get a little bit more flexibility and potentially you can pack more instructions in there. But anyway, it's- yeah, And, and, and it's, actually it's Intel harder. has an architecture that can scale all the way up to 10 gigahertz, Josh. And you just, all you do is you just <laughs> they, lengthen the pipeline, but then yeah. as nodes shrink, you can increase the clock speeds um, as well. I don't know if you guys yeah. heard, but, uh, you know, 
five nodes in four years, I think it solves all the problems so we can just move on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I see. yeah. How, how big are those nodes again? Also, uh, yeah. How, how big is 10? How big is 7? It's about It's, about like, it's, about it's a new that. litho technology <laughs> that they want to introduce as well. Is it, wait, this? Oh, wait. <laughs> it's this big. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. They're yeah, 3D, I mean, so it's really this by this. It's about, it's about <laughs> like that. Yeah. Where but do you then shrink it from? It is it the inside? Is it the inside or the outside? <laughs> I, <laughs> You, well, you gotta have one of those tape measures that has like the wiggly front end, so you can push it against or pull, and right, and you get the accurate. Next in news, Apple kind of made all of Qualcomm's stuff irrelevant. I guess that was their plan. <laughs> Industry's first three nanometer chips for a personal computer debut. Next generation GPU architecture. I didn't pay attention to that part, Brad. I'm sure you know all the speeds and feeds on this. Uh, being a devout, I wish Apple evangelist. I, all that's true, and I would love to be of great service to the many hundreds and hundreds of people that will watch this podcast that are really big uh, Mac fans. Unfortunately, I am not going to be able to make your dreams come true this evening because you're under a DA. I was unable to catch this. Oh, I was okay. unable to catch this. Yeah, they, so let's, let's see. They seated you early, and you you can't talk yet. I get it. I get it. So M3 yeah. has been announced to replace M2. M3 Pro, interesting twist there. We'll talk about in a moment, and then M3 Max. So one of the things they weren't really doing during their very action-packed event was discuss M2 Pro versus M3 Pro performance. Yeah, because that gets weird in the M3 Max. Do they actually talk about it in here? Well, because they cut the down. Family. They cut down the architecture a little bit. The memory subsystem. Yeah, they never say that. Okay, so as far as we go, with, but the math. Yeah, the math. In our tests, Pro, the various M2 series GPUs are generally between twenty-five and thirty percent faster than their M1 equivalents, and they're saying that the peak GPU performance for the M3 series is up to sixty-five percent faster than the M1s but they don't want to do this M2, M3 thing. They, they sort of elude it. Yeah, it's... With M2 Pro, you had a 256-bit memory interface. And with M3 Pro, they cut it down to 192. Mm-hmm. Now, it's it's a new graphics architecture, apparently. So it's yes, it's like, got hardware ray tracing and mesh shaders integrated for the first time. Yes. So they basically pull it in NVIDIA. Because NVIDIA, this generation, it's except for the 4090, it's reduced memory bus width, but higher performance, dedicated hardware to handle things <laughs> like ray tracing. So uh, I don't know. Mm, How many really mesh shader know. applications are there for the Mac again? Well, we're going to want to know if this plays Alan Wake 2 eventually. So That's what I'm saying. Anyway, like, we'll hold, they've got all this we'll hold unified that memory. You get 128 <clears throat> gigabytes of memory now. Yeah. I I wrote I wrote that on the uh, on the story I did for for Market Watch. Well, like they, t- they talked about all this great GPU stuff, you know, massive performance improvements and ray tracing and then they showed the Mist remake as uh, as one of the <laughs> yes. demos. And I was yeah. like Cool guys, you really get it. Yeah. You really understand. You nailed it. Gaming. Wait, would this yeah. be the article called "Apple's new Mac laptops aren't good enough to keep buyers from switching to PCs"? 
Pro- I don't and make the titles, watch. but probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. You didn't do yeah, the title. <laughs> I don't, I'm, not allowed, I'm not allowed to make the titles. Apple leaves the know. door wide open for AMD, Qualcomm, Intel, and others to offer better and faster technology. I would also I would also know if, if it were me putting this article in the thing, I know that that's not the Intel logo anymore, and I'm not allowed. I wouldn't be allowed to use that logo. Oh, no, that's wrong. That's out of compliance. Old branding. Market Old watch. branding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, someone pasted that together on GIMP in 30 seconds. <laughs> wait, wait. Don't give away all my secrets. That's how I run. <laughs> how do you think I do things? Yeah. What do you think about the whole entry level versus normal M3? Uh, say more. What do you mean? Uh, so they're, they're releasing two versions of each chip. So there's like an M3, but there's an M3 entry level. What? With a couple of uh, GPU cores, you know, I'm just... Oh, no. Oh, they, oh, they yeah, just they got, did that last. They just they got different SKUs of it type yeah. of thing, yeah. So they're like just going to keep doing this, are they? Like, okay, yeah. you buy an iMac, and the M1, it's it's really fast. The iMac is great. It's got a beautiful 4.5K screen. I used one of those for a little while, tested it out, thought it was fantastic. Uh, but you've got to pay a premium to get little extras like an Ethernet port and... You know, hmm. two extra USB C's on the back. Yeah. More than well, eight gigabytes of system RAM. Use something. IO lines were at a real premium on on that early gen, so that was fair in my opinion. All the uh, I think I think now all the MacBook Pros are the same physical design. M2 okay. to M3, they're all the same physical design. There's a 14 and there's a 16 chassis. They got the same number of ports. Whether or not you get a 14 with an M3 and M3 Pro or an M3 Max. Uh, I think that's the case. Um, Aren't the, they dumping the ribbon though? Yeah, the ribbon is completely gone now. Yeah, so touch never, bar is gone. Introduced it. Yeah, you know yeah, it. yeah. Touch bar is gone. They've got this space cool black. space black color. Yeah, oh, space yeah. black. MKBHD uh, approved. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, uh, you know, there's some things like the M3 still only supports one external display, but the M3 Pro supports two, and the M3 Max supports four. Ryan, is that like because that. the M3 Max is just uh, two like of their chips glued together? No, that's the that's the Ultra. The, oh, the Ultra, Ultra was okay. two uh, Maxes like glued together right. to use. Okay. So you have four displays, maybe on that one. Yeah, I think. Well, I think the Max already does four on the M3 series. So <clears throat> I don't know. The Ma- the Max is like a forty core GPU or up to a forty core GPU. They're yeah. they're in, what is it, 92 billion transistors or 92 something? 92 billion. Yeah, just it's insane. Freaking crazy. I don't remember right? back in 2000 at uh, Comdex, I visited NVIDIA, and the GeForce 3 was still, it was it was going to be launched in, in four months from then. And uh, Mike Hara had a meeting with me, and, and he's like, oh, yeah, next one's almost 60 million transistors. And that was just amazing for the time because it was so many transistors. We're, we're beyond a thousand times that. Yes, that's, that's insane. insane. Well, look, there. I, I think the uh, my take on this one is um, I think the M2 was kind of a dud. Didn't really sell very well. Um, didn't offer a whole lot of improvement. So they, you know, they didn't launch the M2 until just... Like the M2 Pro came out in January, so it's only yeah. been nine months, nine and a half months. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I can do math. Ten months, um, and then they launched the whole family all at once. It's the first time they've ever done that. So I think I think they're trying to juice up Mac 
they've got their earnings reporting on uh, Thursday. So tomorrow as we record this. So you'll get some good indication about like how bad or if bad at all has their Mac division fallen over the last year or so. Plus, as Steve Burke would probably say, more bigger number better. So because M3 is more than M2, it it looks more attractive to the buying public. Except the the thing you kept trying to allude to that we kept interrupting you, Sebastian, was like that the M3 Pro walks back specs of the M2 Pro in some ways. M2 Pro was too good. They were giving you too much for your money and they're reconsidering it. (laughs) They're looking at products like the Mac Studio and saying, why are we selling this? Yeah. $2,000 performance cores for you. That's performance and, and Yeah, well, and I think some of it is it's a new process node. It's probably very expensive. They, you know, I'm sure they do the same thing that all these other chip companies do is they look at you know what the yield curve looks like. How many of these can we make if we have six performance cores instead of eight? Right? Oh, it turns out we can make 13% more of you know, have 13% more good wafers or something or more, more good dye on this wafer. Uh, if we do that. And, uh, they said, Hey, that seems to make sense. People just buy our stuff regardless. So we'll just do that. So the take to the tune of single digit market share and it's working for them. So, uh, here's the metric that's important to think about their market share might be, I don't know, 15% of the PC space. But then uh, I bet tomorrow when you listen to their call, they'll quote what their percentage of revenue share is in the PC yeah. space. Yeah. And, I, and I bet that's be like huge. 60 yeah. percent, maybe more. Any more on M3 or should we move on? It's the best process in the world. Everybody should idea. buy five. Okay. There you okay. go. <laughs> let's, well, apparently that's, uh, As many glued together. As you I can finish. Market Watch yes. analyst yeah. Ryan Trout, uh, they manipulated his thoughts. Now, that title, it's misleading. He doesn't say that's, by something else that other things are better. Let's go out and buy an Apple. It's shiny, and they have an Apple logo on them. What do you, what do you think? Wafer costs. Retail wafer oh, costs of TSMC. <laughs> three nanometer. It's It's, it's got to be 30 to 35. Well, I know yeah, it's I mean, more than 24. Is it? Okay. So, but yeah, I, w- I would guess... Because they were saying five and four were twenty four to twenty six thousand per wafer. Ooh. Per wafer? And yes. What's the yield yes. on a wafer? How many chips do you get out of that? Well, that's the key, isn't it? Seventy five to ninety, depending on what you can. I mean, really, I mean, it depends on know. the size and a bunch, yeah. of, bunch of stuff. Why yeah. do these companies sell anything to consumers anymore? This is, I mean, you're you're answering the Nvidia question. Right? It's like, can I just sell <laughs> yeah. enterprise like, these twenty five thousand yeah. dollars GPUs? Why would I sell a consumer a GPU at yeah. all? Do, are we going to talk about the Nvidia ARM stuff? Nvidia AMD ARM rumors? Is that is that we we here? did last last Okay, okay. But but my my only comment on that was like exactly to this point. Nvidia has a limited number of wafers that they're going to get at a TSMC. Would they rather sell ten thousand dollar? GPUs to Amazon or uh, a ninety-five dollar CPU to an OEM. Yeah, to on Amazon. Make a laptop. Yeah, right. Samsung, Samsung is is working hard to get Nvidia back into their fold, and so and maybe, you got to wonder Intel if, can make some. maybe, maybe, Intel and maybe I, I hear Intel has some wafer capacity that they need to sell oh. off. I've never heard of this company, but I hear that they do good things. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who, in, Intel? 
uh, integrated electronics, as I call them. Oh, integrated electronics. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Uh, Ryan, are you going to stick around or do you want to? What else do we have to talk about? Uh, Well, Josh is going to talk about financials for like 20 Sure. Yeah. I love financials. Okay. Dollars. This is going to be sweet. Oh, we can't listen to the next one. Okay. I tell you what. I tell you what, guys. If I suddenly disconnect. Okay. Then it just, Daniel, no, I just left. <laughs> if you freeze because you're not Josh, that means you're actually mm. okay. So, Let's, Josh, how much more profit did Intel make now that they fired Dran? Hold on, <laughs> we got to do a we got to do a transition. We got to do a wipe here. Okay. Oh, come on, you got a better right. one than that. The, you no, build to no. the payoff. Build to right, the whatever. Payoff. I give up. All right, we're in the financial section of the podcast now. Josh uh, and Ryan Me. seem to have some interest in these topics. Uh, Intel first. I mean, Intel reported first. Yeah, yeah, okay. they did take it. Take uh, away, you know, Josh. they they didn't do bad, but historically speaking, it wasn't great because even like you know five six years ago, they were they were doing sixteen to seventeen billion a quarter, and then they were reaching up. You know, during COVID years of of damn near twenty billion plus per quarter, and now they're down to fourteen point one. And um, their their CEO came out and said this was. Pat, kicking Pat G. Uh, he said this was, you know, a triumph uh, for the company. And, of course, he didn't, you know, in the short term, sure, it was because they they suffered through some pretty pretty rough quarters for Intel. Um, they were well over, you know, $1.5 to $3 billion at the height of uh, net income, and now they're down to $297 million. Uh, they've They've only got 808 million of operating income through all that uh their free cash on hand is is not fantastic these days and then they've acquired quite a bit of debt so uh there's a reason why as many people have been let go from intel uh across many sectors including important stuff like the people making the software for the products and compiler engineers and all of these people who actually you know, are, are those putting the food on their family, um, so to speak. So, yeah, it was a more positive quarter uh, than it has been uh, over the past year, but they still have a long ways to go. And uh, they've been suffering in data center. Uh, they did okay, seemingly, in, in, in uh, consumer space. Uh, graphics is still pretty low down there, but things like networking have also taken a hit. Um, it's just, you know, kind of, kind of grim right now for them, but they're, you know, seemingly digging out by doing a lot of cost cutting. And, uh, that's, that's why we have, you know, what we got. So yeah, it wasn't a negative quarter. Uh, they didn't post a loss, but historically speaking, uh, has not been fantastic. I think what the, uh, uh, margins are around 45%. And again, historically speaking, uh, if they're not above 60, they're not happy. And so you're 15 points down from that low bar, that previous low bar. So it's, uh, it's challenging at Intel. And uh, they have a lot of competition in multiple areas that they have not experienced in a long time. And ARM being one of them, uh, they're starting to take some stuff. Uh, you know, we're seeing instead of you know, routers using uh, Intel Atom stuff, uh, or or they're they're starting to go to ARM sixty four mm-hmm. based. You know, less expensive, 
less power draw um, for for that kind of work. Um, AMD is you know kicking kicking hard in both CPUs and GPUs, and they're about to release. Uh, and we'll go into this a little shortly. They're they're uh, machine learning stuff. Uh, they're expecting an extreme ramp there. Intel is just really only getting off the ground there, even though they have great internet interconnect technology to tie all these things out and yeah. a lot of flexibility. It's industry leading, there. Josh. Industry leading. Industry leading glue. Yes. Um, it's not glue. It's yeah. a packaging and technology. It's it is. Packaging. It is a advanced packaging technology. Mm-hmm. Um, Nvidia, of course, is uh, just eating everybody's lunch in the high performance data center with uh, heterogeneous compute. So, no, it's uh, you know they're they're keeping afloat. They're doing okay. I wouldn't say it's great. Uh, Pat was was enthusiastic about it, but that's that's his job. That's his job. Yes, that <laughs> is certainly his job. What 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 input would I have here? Uh, yeah. Probably not a lot. Let me think about what I would want to say. Yeah, what can you legally say? We should get back into mobile again. Uh, That's what you want to say. Yeah, it's it's all it's it's, it's super interesting. I I think um, what I will say is the market clearly thought that whatever Intel was forward projecting was positive, right? Because the stock went up nine percent or something like that um, the next day. So despite kind of the the very accurate description of you know how the the quarterly revenue has gone down quite a bit over the last you know handful of years. Um, somebody somewhere seems to see some 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 future that is positive in that way. Um, client space seemed to be the most level. It's the biggest one. It's the one that they kind of need to be the um, the cash cow for the company. Um, you mentioned the networking group, but it's not just networking, Josh. It's the NEX group is networking and edge. So it's kind of all of the um, edge applications of client products, client CPUs, data center CPUs, and everything too. So it's kind of it's it's an interesting data set to look at too. Um, look, I have a, I have a lot. Well, do of, they also consider edge to be like you know the cellular networks and 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 that yes. that edge? No, we deprecated it because they've 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 taken some big hits there as yeah. well on telecommunications. Next, the way. The way I would think about it is the NEX business group is like something where Intel is trying to present a full solution to a customer, right? So it's not just selling a bare CPU to an OEM. It's here, you know, we've worked with these partners and we've got these these full solutions for you uh, to some degree, right? Um, So the full forklift upgrade. Yes. Everything goes out and everything comes in. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, everybody everybody kind of get hit hard. I'd say over the last year, mm-hmm. with the exception of Nvidia, of course, who's worth a trillion dollars. But right. uh, yeah, everybody else. It all started, yeah, yeah, yeah. It all yeah. started at Denny's. Just in case you didn't know, it was a Denny's. I'm going. I tell you what, <laughs> napkin. I've math. been going to every Denny's near me to try to find people, smart people, sitting around that I can like just squeeze in and say, "What's the next company we're starting, guys?" So let's talk about. Uh, Team Red, Josh, which used to be Team Green, really, if you think about it. Well, they still are kind of Team Green, and, and maybe they're Team Green with Envy, but not so it's much confusing. anymore. Hmm. It is but not yeah, flush with yeah. green. Okay. They are doing pretty decent. Uh, so AMD has also had regression in, in uh, earnings. Uh, I mean, they, they were above $6 billion a quarter, a couple of quarters back, but then, of course, you know everything kind of dropped. But it did not drop as dramatically for them as their rivals 
did. Uh, well, except if you count NVIDIA, which is their rivals, but they're the other rivals. No, no, no. While Intel was at 14.2 billion, essentially, uh, AMD was at 5.8 billion. And really not that long ago, we were seeing Intel at 15, 16, 17 billion. And AMD was lucky to get 1.7 billion in revenue. So one-tenth of what Intel is. And now they're approaching one half. And uh, that's fairly significant. Uh, Their gross margins were 47%. So two points higher than what Intel had in the previous. And that's, of course, Intel owning a lot of their own fabrication. They didn't do 100% their own. Obviously, Arc Graphics uh, was TSMC 6 nanometer. But all their CPUs, a lot of specialty stuff, uh, all all Intel uh, based. And and supposedly, you know, if, if you keep your factories running at near 100%, uh, you have really great cost structure uh, built in. But, you know, when you're when you're renting wafer space from uh, TSMC and others, I mean, there's going to be an overhead because that company wants to make a profit, probably a little bit more than than they're willing to allow you to do. Uh, but yeah, they did really well to get to 47%. And it's a good mix of um, semi-custom uh, graphics has been up as of late. Uh, they have, you know, two new entries uh, in the 7000 series that have been very well received. And uh, the 7800 XT has been sold out uh, pretty much since it was released. And we're only seeing now some availability. Uh, the 7000 series have finally started to take off because uh, we're, we're seeing slightly less expensive motherboards. A little bit better, you know, full-featured uh, products that are, you know, under the $250 range. Uh, we also have DDR5 that has dropped dramatically in price since it was introduced. So they're, uh, the customer CPUs are, are selling well. And, of course, their latest generation of Epic uh, is very strong. So uh, while Intel made, what, $279 million in net revenue, AMD made $224 million. In yeah. revenue, and uh, that's a pretty, pretty extreme difference uh, between the two companies, mm-hmm. uh, historically speaking. So, AMD did very well. Uh, their outlook is uh, not much more than this. Uh, it's a couple of percentage points, really. I mean, they're thinking what five point nine to six point one is uh, what they're expecting. Q four supposedly is. You know, they're their most strong quarter or anyone's strongest quarter. Uh, it's the holiday season. Um, you we're hearing things about, you know, the PS5 is, is going to be selling like hotcakes and they've got plenty of uh, product out there to sell. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, where the market goes. Uh, they, they're MI, uh, ML 300, MI 300 series. Mm-hmm. Instinct. Anyway, am I the instinct? Um, that is their machine learning uh, focused products with mixtures of, of GPU and CPU cores, um, and really uh, an interesting looking product. And they're ecstatic about that bringing out, and they think that that launch will be the product that goes quickest to one billion in revenue for them a quarter, which. For AMD is is huge, yeah. and and uh, their FPGA stuff is uh, it, it took a little bit of a setback. I think uh, it's dropped a couple hundred million. Uh, it's like one point two billion dollars uh, that um, the old uh, Z Zilinx Zilinx were making for them. So, uh, but they're still expanding and, into that area. 
I would, I would also point out, like, <clears throat> it is very not like AMD to make statements like that about this is going to be our fastest product to a billion dollars. Uh, yeah, I've never not, heard that typically really like that. Yeah, ever. So, so obviously, that tells me there's a lot of confidence. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Qualcomm also did their earnings today, and just just for a sense of scale, uh, their quarterly earnings. Let's see, where did I just see this? Eight point two. Eight point yeah. seven. Eight point six billion mm-hmm. in revenue, and one point four billion in profit. So That's some good living. Yeah, I mean, if you just put that in comparison, right? Like it's more, it's it's more revenue than AMD, less than Intel, but more, you know, net revenue than than either than both combined. So, Christian runs a pretty tight ship. Yeah, yeah, and then so they they do the weird fiscal one too. So this was the end of their twenty twenty three. So they ended in a thirty five point eight billion dollars in total revenue and uh, seven point two billion in profit. So, well, Nvidia is already on 2024, right? Like they're like capping yeah. yes. the next. Yeah, so yeah, they're they're even a a month different than yeah. I don't know why they do it that way, just to confuse me. I think so. It was it had oh, to no, do with Nvidia's their IPO job. and yeah, yeah when they did enough. it. And uh, we're going to talk about Apple again now. Yeah, I don't I don't know where this story came from, but the next thing on I didn't the list it it's, uh, looks like no, it was typewritten. Jer- Jeremy's it's possibly ransom story, note. But- uh, <laughs> something about AV1, basically full support everywhere except Microsoft Edge, which makes no sense because if Chrome supports it, then why wouldn't Credge support it? But uh, it, it clashes yeah, with a, the skin that Microsoft put on it. Oh, I see. Maybe there's a, a big Seriously. bar compatibility issue. Maybe I did, it's rendered differently. I, I did think it was odd that, that, that the M3 part didn't support AV1 encode. Just decode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just decode. I guess did the A17 do encode? I bet it didn't. Well, Apple no. has their own codecs. They right, right. you're use. supposed to be using oh. ProRes. What 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 am I going to use yeah. for my hot tub live streaming? You have to have a second. You have to have a second PC. Sorry, Josh. If you're serious about yeah. hot tub live streaming, you're going to have to. I heard that Intel Arc supports AV1. Whatever yes, that is, I did in hardware. Yeah. No less. Quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Encode yeah. and decode. It's great for uh, you know your sidecar PC. Again, so does the yeah. four thousand, the four, the forty series parts, right? So yeah, this this forty ninety, which is just out of frame. I don't know if it shows up when I'm. It does slide not no. slide no. over here. No, no, it does not. Oh, there it, it is. Uh, okay. Uh, so anyway, close. the forty ninety that you can't see that I swear I have uh, does dual AV one encode decode. Ooh, because you know if you've got the power. Oh, what? oh what's that? What do we have? Yeah, yeah, is that a Zippo? Oh. It's a Z like hot. That's hot. It's a Zippo. <laughs> it's out of fuel. Oh, okay. You can refill those, you know. The, so so many celebratory cigars that obviously. Rush. Were you lighting candles with that, Ryan? Don't light candles with a, a lighter. Come on. Uh, no, you know uh, the honest truth of it was um, cigars. When I was, at the, when I was at the office, it became my fidget thing, and I'm just sitting here oh. all day. I bet it was frustrating as hell to everybody else. Just to do this. I can't imagine yeah. why. I mean, it annoys me now, just hearing it back in my own head. <laughs> yes. Between oh, that no. and playing Taylor Swift over your uh, uh, Amazon speaker, I'm sure that's 
hey, you know, the new version of 1989 is not as good as the original. Of course Sorry. it's not. Just didn't want didn't to bring it up here if that's something you guys have already but talked through it, extensively. But it is significantly but. more profitable to the artist, though, which is <laughs> really true. what it's all about. It's that time it's of day again. Security we, need a, uh, we need a security corner intro. Yeah, we do. Uh, I'll get right on that. Security story number one, thousands of lazy admins helping to feed Citrix Bleed. That's kind of a bold statement, Jeremy. Lazy? Uh, it's, yes. Okay. Yes, lazy. They've probably already applied the patch, as they did. You know, you're supposed to apply the patch. But the thing is that they also specifically said you need to kill all active sessions. Because the actual token that exists right now is still vulnerable. And until you reestablish that session and get a brand new token, you're still vulnerable. Oops. And well, as I lead out with it, you've always got that one app that depends on the persistent session. You have no freaking idea what that password was, or you've got that user that's, you know, mission critical and runs off of a Citrus connection and just absolutely refuses to go through the whole official password reset and just gets really upset and keeps escalating and escalating. So when I say lazy, it's it's also not necessarily prerog- per- yeah. not necessarily derogatory, but yeah, the pain of dealing with them is a lot less than the pain of someone who has given themselves fully authenticated session on all of your Citrix devices or the things running Citrix and just rumps around and does whatever. So we're talking 20 days since actually more like 21 days now, since the notification and patch were released, there's at least over 5,000 unpatched machines found on a quick scan and at least 20,000 exploited servers. And just in case you're thinking they gave up because it's been patched and stuff. No, they bloody well know people aren't going to do this. So close to almost 200 IP addresses, all unique, are still searching for vulnerable servers. We're talking about stuff that's the backbone of corporate infrastructure that is still vulnerable on a huge chunk of servers. And the, 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 the difference between the unpatched and the exploited suggests that, yeah, a significant amount of people said, you know what? It's just, it's not worth terminating their session. I don't want to have to go through this so they get a brand new token. Next, this is a story from Bleeping Computer. Hackers exploit recent F5 Big IP. It's Big IP. Oh, I'm sorry. Big IP. Uh, yeah. Roll that one back. Hackers. <laughs> Never mind. This is a, a, a bypass flaw that allows hackers to get through a very uh, expensive routing switching firewall mechanism. This is one of those delicious ones where the security um, component is the one that's actually causing the problem. So there are a couple of uh, score 9.8s and an 8.8 with an SQL injection and an authentication bypass flaw that allows hackers to seamlessly skate through your F5 big IP uh, bought for your enterprise system so that it is uh, nicely protected and traffic is shuffled back and forth and the bad guys are kept out. Oops. Yet again, another security appliance suffering from a rather severe flaw. Mm-hmm. So pick up these patches if you're an F5 uh, user in your enterprise or ask about it by name. Hey, are we using an F5? Are we vulnerable to this 9.8 and this 8.8 CVE? Let's take a look at that more closely. 
bad problems. Uh, still haven't run into F5. So I'm not quite sure. I've known well, several. Other than obviously I've been to several companies. Uh, okay, but yeah, it, it sounds like they're doing uh, load balancing and that sort of thing. And uh, probably what... Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what was that company that used to do... It would detect uh, large downloads and uh, cache them locally. Riverbed. It sounds like it sort of fills into the, what that was I doing. Don't know. I just about, haven't run into them about that before. One. I, but, I can hey. tell you that this one, that the hackers can ex, uh, kind of erase their tracks on this. So you won't even be able to tell if you've been infiltrated. So definitely nice. if you guys are running some F5 network gear, make sure that you're patched up on this one. Yeah, they posted the script to the internet. You should just run it. Mm. (laughs) By the way, uh, to all the uh, people who had been watching the World Series possibly, I guess that's over now. And we're up to 215 concurrent viewers. I saw 218 a second ago. It was, and then it dropped. Oh, wow. I I did take off my pants. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Can you hold up your pants to to prove this? (sighs) <laughs> oh, he threw them behind him. They're out of reach. Wait, for the audio version, <sighs> Josh is now shirtless. Just, just, <laughs> yes. just letting you know. Josh, do you own a t-shirt that looks like you're shirtless? Can you put on like a, oh, that like a muscle tee, but it's like a picture <laughs> of like a body? No? Okay. They're out there. I they guess, you know, there. I've, I've seen them at um, ugly sweater parties. <laughs> Moving quickly to the final uh, yes, security element. Yeah, update your Chrome corner. if you're watching us. You know what? That's like pretty right much now. the the that's pretty much the highlight of this. Is that if you're watching this on Chrome, stop, go update it, and then come back. Uh, Chrome 119 oh, patches 15 vulnerabilities. Not particularly nasty vulnerabilities, but enough so that you should probably be concerned. Patch your Chrome this evening. And Chrome is one of those wonderful applications that's OS agnostic. So they're going to bring security vulnerabilities to any platform. Mac OS, uh, Windows, Linux. You're all vulnerable to this. Go patch. Go, go Aren't you guys all using Edge that. now? Haven't you? Well, but that's the best news. <laughs> Edge doesn't have an outstanding update right now. See, it's they're always so a little probably behind, vulnerable. But it's because they have yeah. to wrap it it's, in their assistant. Yeah, have to have AI first. Yeah. Have to do AI. No, none of these are yeah. like nine point eights or nine point nines. They're all like you're probably just going to lose all of your data, kind of thing. So, yeah. oh, you like, know, you like if you're running a Western Digital yeah. external SSD, you know, you just you, yeah. you're going to lose Something all your like data. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cortana, probably, can you ask probably me probably AI to find out what the Chrome mitigations are so that we can apply them to our browser yeah by the way i forgot to put that on the list uh wd uh spinning off their ssd division they're gonna do true spinning rust and ssd and they were gonna merge with kiaxia but then that fell through and now maybe it's not gonna fall through anymore we'll talk about it next week well is that the credit card we want to see no this is just a delta bag tag but it looks like a credit card i've just been playing with it no is it also aluminium it is. Uh, it is. It's very. It's very rigid. Like it, it okay. would pass an iPhone bend test for sure. Well, so is Josh right mm. now. But I mean, that's a different, mm. different kind of rigid. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move to gaming quick hits because why not? And uh, check out Planet S, which is free anno like in space. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, you've played some of the, you must have run into the Anno series. Especially back, I think the newest one is 18, Anno 1800. And arguably they did do one where you try to go on the moon. But uh, this one it was, went through on early access and they released it, except it's still free. So you, you get the whole Anno experience, except you run into a, uh, a system with about 14 procedurally generated planets. You got to pick one to land on. They've all got different resources and terrain. And from there, you're just doing your sort of standard RTS. It supports full player, four player multiplayer. Uh, Rock, paper, scissors said that the AI is a little bit uh, not fun. Uh, it's, or sorry, they said it's limited. So I suspect you've got like really aggressive or really non-aggressive and not so much. But you're going to get your money's worth out of it because it's free. And you might mistake it for planets, which is planet capital S with no space between it. But that came in early access and it's free too. So try them both. Because why not? It's better than a demo. It's a full game. And free. Free is is the magic number. Yes. Mm. For me. Uh, Speaking of uh, things to try out, try out Alan Wake 2. Buy the game. And then see if your hardware can run it or, you know, lower the settings and, until it can. But, you know, Boring. we had this kind of discussion last week regarding, does this finally put the 1080 Ti to bed? And, you know, I don't well, know. Mesh shader like, support, this, Brett. You've well, got to have those this, mesh shaders. Check this out. Now, look, technically, we've got some minimum no. Spec. See, we were misinformed. Yeah. I yes, noticed right after I, we this is, this was published the, the podcast the last point. week, there were some comments. Agreed. And, yes, they were correct because yep. we were going on... Uh, developer information which was subsequently retracted and now they're like well technically you can you get a disclaimer basically like you want to continue you can you can do so with horribly reduced performance so yes if you want to run on a 1080 ti at terrible frame rates you absolutely can (laughs) i don't know here's here we're having a minimum i don't know can a 1080 ti even do it no ray tracing on a rtx 2060 that's well, right. A, that's that has that shader support, though, Brett. Ah, okay. That's the lowest spec GPU with mesh shader support from NVIDIA. So the 1080p 60 ray tracing spec is a 4070, huh? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's see. They don't even list that's the AMD GPU. No, they don't. Once it goes up well, into ray tracing, the there might be a reason for that, but I'm yeah, not sure why. The, if you've I don't looked see, at some of the performance, I don't, charts, I don't see an arc on there. I don't see an arc anywhere. No, on there. Actually, no good ray tracing there. performance actually, as we've mentioned before. But if track. if you look at how they specify CPUs, I think you'll find that somewhat interesting. Hmm. Yeah, but does Intel yeah. have uh, Alan Wake two drivers yet? I don't think they they do. No, they fired all their driver guys. Yeah. I, I so I the way they the, the way they spec a lot of CPUs are they they write the AMD and then an Intel equivalent. They just yeah, let's see. The last driver post on uh, this great arc.intel.com page was from October twenty third, and it, it does list Alan Wake two. Oh, oh well, okay, that's good. It does. So what do you think, think, Ryan? Yes, that Nvidia has actually released a one hundred ninety two bit card at nine hundred dollars. Uh, the 4070 Ti. That's yeah. here. Uh, and and the and the fact that you point out 192 bit is just means what? 
that it's less I mean, it's than two hundred fifty. Low cost. Bits. It's it's a small yeah. die. Your your PCB uh, complexity <laughs> is lower. Here, here's what five years in the belly of the beast has done to me. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. I don't Are think any of the specs matter. None of the specs matter. None of the numbers matter until you test the performance of that card in whatever game you're going to go test, right? So uh, 192 bits or 256 bits, uh, it it doesn't matter unless we can prove that it is holding back that design in some appreciable way, right? Um, Otherwise, they're just cost optimizing and they're, you know, yield optimizing um, to get to get the most parts out into the world that they can make, make dollars on. Right. Um, same thing back to like the M3 pro and M2 pro, right. They walked back, uh, the, the memory controller, but until you actually like measure the performance and see, Hey, did, was there an architectural change of some kind in the GPU where it's, you know, because of that GPU feature they introduced, it can be more efficient. Does it need that extra channel of memory? I, I, you know, I don't know. Um, does the 4070 Ti underperform in any particular area? It seems like it's a little weaker in 4K, as you'd somewhat expect. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's really a 4060 Ti, really, is the problem. But who cares? It's all 8K <laughs> performance now. I mean, the, the whole problem with NVIDIA this generation <laughs> is you have the 4090 at the top, which is just a, a very impressive product, and they can charge whatever they want for it. It's the aspirational mm-hmm. flagship part of the generation. Okay. Well, below that, they suddenly cut way down, and you get these much smaller GPUs with significantly reduced performance, starting at the 4080, which is $1,200. So yeah. it's just, it's very hard to accept for us enthusiasts. I don't know how many they actually sold. I mean, I would love to get figure. I mean, they have sold them. I know somebody who bought two 4070 Ti. I mean, but they're not selling out, but I bet they're yeah. selling. Yeah. I would buy one over a 4080. I guess that's the, the reason people are buying them, is that the 4080 just seems... Because really, the 4070 Ti, that is the 4080. Because remember, they originally announced two 4080s. Yeah. And that's yeah, just the 4080 12. I forgot about that. The unlaunch. Yeah. It's the mainstream 4080, and it's it sells like it. By the way, I look. I pulled up uh, Tech Power Ups review of GPU performance. GPU performance with Alan Wake Two. I've scrolled down to path tracing. Here's here's Which the severity here. You have to go. Part, right. What's that? It's the most intense workload. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. If you're doing okay, path tracing. Yeah. And that and that 1080p path traced uh, the 4090 gets you 86 frames per second. The 4070 Ti gets you 52 and a half. The 7900 XTX gets you 43. So, hmm. although hmm. I think since all the performance hey, numbers th- went out, AMD has a new driver. Okay, I was gonna say that's why Nvidia charges what they charge, right? Yeah. I mean, it's charts like this that keep them. Yeah. People buying. It's all green where's for Arc? the first five bars where's, of every chart here. Where's Arc on this? Keep scrolling down. Oh, uh, yeah, see. it's down here. Uh, in the unplayable mm. range. Mm. I would yeah, not unless you like the, the cinematic it's near, look. It's near the 3060. Okay. Okay, yeah. that's the Really, that was the target, right? It was when it was announced... Yeah. Uh, the A780, which did exist, I'm sure. Yes. The A7, they were going to have a product that competed with the 3070. I thought that's what A770 was going to do. 
and then it didn't. <laughs> so then it's oh well, it trades blows with a thirty sixty. I cannot say anything about those questions. Okay, all right. Well, that's, well, that's fair. Our next game in gaming quick hits: Humble Bundle. Brett, I know you. What? For this. I know. I know. I am. I am. Living in a simulation bundle? What's in here? Farming Simulator 19? Oh, yeah. yeah. Firefighting, Builder Simulator. What I think there's a power washing simulator. Is that in here? Oh, nope. House Flipper. <laughs> oh, that's a depressing game. The House Flipper is uh, yeah. the power washer, well, sadly. Did you see there's uh, House Flipper has DLC, by the way, for the Luxury and Garden Edition? Electrician uh, Simulator. An electrician oh. that really. That would really electrocute yourself in the safety of your own home. <laughs> Do you have the, the option of one on the wires live instead of actually cutting? You're never going to let me say I'm the words. Doing. You're never going to let me say the word stimulating. But okay. All right. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry for stepping on you in this. I'm segment. done. No, I'm. Oh, I'm oh done. they're going to be. Gonna be like that. I would oh, also okay. just like to Fine. point out to. I just want to point out to Jeremy that you absolutely can electrocute yourself in the comfort of your own home. Anyway, oh, yes, you don't actually have to have the game. You can virtually do, do it, it with yeah. this. Okay, well, you know how there you there's go. PC As opposed to virtually <laughs> electrating yourself when you're playing with a fuse. Let us move to picks of the week. Josh, please get us started. So this is a little off for me, and, and I don't know why I did it, but I, a friend of mine was, was he wanted a pre-built machine, didn't want to build some himself, but he, he had a very limited budget. And I started to dig around, and this came up, and it was shockingly inexpensive for what you get. You get a 550-watt power supply, one terabyte M.2. It's got the Ryzen 5 5600G. Now, it doesn't have a a graphics card, but it is using just a retail-type motherboard. So you can add one for four sixty nine plus some more dollars off and a fifty dollar promotional gift certificate. You can put a four hundred dollar video card in there, and you've got a smoking gaming system that's going to last you a long time. So, um, you know, not the coolest case in the world, and uh, it's it's going to be kind of small and that, but it can handle a pretty hefty video card that you add on there. And you've got a fantastic little uh, machine for only $469 and plus whatever you decide to get for a, a graphics card, which I may say that uh, you can get an RK770 for less than $300, which makes it an extreme value. That's uh, pretty damn good because I went back to that depressing hellhole that is the hardware leaderboard today and actually redid the budget system. Uh, but I got to tell you, it is just depressing trying to do the hardware leaderboard right now because the old prices, Ooh. yeah, we the 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 thousand dollar budget limit, yeah, I can blow that on a video card, and then there's the rest <laughs> of the components. But uh, no, there's a actually a, a stupid deal right now uh, on an RX six sixty or sixty six hundred, non XT. But for my pick. If and you got to be watching right now because this is going quick. Uh, the Threadripper Pro, oh, yeah, the Threadripper Pro up here in Canada, the fifty nine sixty five WX is eight hundred bucks off, bringing it down to twenty four hundred, which is for what it is an actual reasonable price. Paying over three thousand dollars for this thing in Canada is a little bit much, but 
paying that much for 128 PCIe 4.0 is not a bad deal. So if you need a home workstation, go for it. If you don't, well, uh, honestly, you, you, you're kind of wasting your money. But compared to the original ones, I mean, it's up to four and a half gigahertz. These things have... Threadrippers are insane. 48 threads, all running at that, quite happy. And yes, it is a bit toasty. But when you need something to actually be able to handle serious workload at home, Threadripper is the way to go. When we first at, they first came out and we're like, what is this? Is it a workstation? Is it a server? No, it's right in between and it's still going. My pick is for a couple of different users. Uh, those who really don't want to fool around with a local security camera recording system. And for those people who are constantly having to post their security footage to any particular news site or that a, uh, a, a news agency has picked up a security footage from uh, a uh, local Where the hell are you living now? Neighbor. You're posting security yeah, footage on. regularly. Just a moment. I'm not necessarily, but every time you look up a news story and you have to see security footage, it is the worst quality ever. Where are people finding these terrible cameras? For goodness sakes, update your hardware. This is a good opportunity to do that. Amazon has got this Blink system for 50% off. And the kicker on this is that there's a certificate that goes with this that allows you to get uh, a discount on this for sending in your old hardware. So they've got a... a, a um, a trade-in offer here, save an additional 20%. You don't need to sign in unless you want to tell us your password. But the point is, is that not only is this a, uh, a reasonable fourth generation, new generation Blink camera system, you don't have to do local recording, um, very easy, reasonable resolution and uh, local camera control via uh, the application on your phone, but it's an opportunity to get rid of that crap that you have stuck to your store or whatever and get some reasonable cameras. What's the uh, quality like? You sound like a Blink owner. I actually have used Blink cameras before. Yeah. Um, it's HD. And what does that mean, though? 720? Better... Uh, 1080? Is it full no, HD? 1080. It's full HD? Okay. Uh, it's, it looks interpolated, but it's... I mean, it looks like a simulated image second. here, if you want my opinion. That's, Where's the notch? That is definitely I don't see the notch image. on this iPhone <laughs> yes, that they're holding. Seriously. That's definitely a simulated image. Uh, although it is pretty good, uh, needs a lot of light. The third mm. generation version that I've used uh, works pretty good. It does illuminate in the darkness. Uh, these are, are supposed to be a little bit better with more, um, less pixelated or a, a better sensor. So uh, this looks like a reasonable up upgrade for fourth gen. And they're allowing you to send in your old stuff for a 20% discount. Would they take like an old Holiday Logitech special. 920? I hope so. <laughs> anything yeah just send them send a an old oh actually send it i i have a, i have the camera for the trade-in <laughs> hold on but seriously every time you see a local newscast where you're looking at here's video footage of the perpetrators you're like I, is that even people yeah. what what is this how, how like appropriate 320 <laughs> how appropriate with a former intel exactly. employee here uh i will send it's like in 320 this, by 240 this intel oh. pocket camera those are clearly being used by a lot of retail outlets. Take it anywhere it says. Are you looking for a PC camera on the go? Pick up the flexible Intel Pocket PC camera, which provides high quality pictures and video, whether it's tethered to your computer or in the palm of your hand. 
And I'm going to take this bad boy out of the package and take some. Uh, I think the next review will feature photos taken with this. Uh, oh, this camera. maybe that should be your camera facing. Yeah. And you can take them anywhere. Week, right there. But Ryan, you uh, you I have a pick. I do. I do. Uh, it's it's just it's lighter fluid to fill that fidget device. Uh. Oh, okay. So we'll actually get a flame go. next time. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Ne- next time yeah, I'll make sure it has it has fuel. Excellent. Twenty some years not. later, Colleen is still oh. making us pick something every week somehow. <laughs> you know, you can bury the whole segment if you want. To me, it's fun. Hey, I, I get keep, to scroll through I all my Amazon orders. You suggest yeah, it's so fun. Makes makes you think, Jeremy, every week. Yeah, every well, week. I've got plenty of things that do that. I could trade in my first generation ring video doorbell and it gets me 20% off that camera and $10 gift card. Dude. That's right. Do it. What a deal. And my favorite part about all of those wire free security systems is that anybody with a cheap Wi-Fi jammer can just break your whole home security system as they walk by your house. (laughs) True. It's like, I have the Wi-Fi jammer, so I'm going to do all sorts of things to your property and steal your, I'm going to break your car windows. You, you know no what? Footage. They're probably targeting you. They're targeting you. So you probably. It's just the delivery drivers. The Amazon drivers <laughs> typically sound? do Wi Fi jamming and uh, <laughs> some of the other ones too, actually. No. Oh, my God. All right. Well, thanks, Ryan. Thanks, everybody, for watching. I'm sure at some point we ended the show, but just to make it official, thanks for listening, watching, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Probably. We, we're going to do a whole theme like airplanes and. 747. 748. That's my favorite other plane. Josh with his arm. No, pointing to the. Uh, <laughs> what the do you do with your arm? This is a very odd angle. 